everyone, and welcome to I Am Not Okay With Day. I am your host, Day. And today I am so excited because it's my birthday episode. Okay, today is not my birthday. No, it's not. But my birthday is coming up on Friday, and I thought, why not start the celebration early, okay? Honestly, when I thought about my birthday, and still even thinking about my birthday, it's a little bit like, ugh. But I was like, you know what? No. Yes, this year has sucked. And yes, we are in COVID-19 still. We still have COVID-19. And yes, like we can't do a lot of the things that we can do could do before. And a lot of things have changed. But is that any reason for me to not celebrate and enjoy my birthday and, you know, reflect on my life and, and really just express gratitude and overall just enjoy my day and this year no it's not and so I've decided I'm going to dedicate this entire episode to my birthday to reflecting my life and to reflecting this past year and talk about what my hopes are for the future so that's what we have coming up this week but first we're going to have our some type of way segment okay so Something really amazing happened recently, and I thought sharing this as my type of way on this day specifically would be very suitable because this is a time where I'm reflecting on all the things that I have in my life, including people. And so anyway, so that's why I'm going to share this one today. So... I recently became a plant mom recently as in like I did this in 2020. Um, It's been a couple months since I've become a plant mom. Thanks to my friend Shari from Carob Cultivated. Go and follow her. First of all, you guys, if you love plants or if you just want calm and tranquility, go to her page and follow her because honestly, just looking at those plants and just follow. She First of all, obviously, she's my friend. I'm biased. She's great. We love her. But also just like it's so calming and so beautiful and nice. And I just... I love her page. So anyways, she got me into being a plant mom. And she was like, okay, I said, okay, I just need you to tell me what plants are not going to die, honey, because your girl, it does not have a green thumb. She was like, bet I got you. So she sent to me all these great plants that are low maintenance. And I was like, great. So I got these plants um about I want to say like in July maybe like yeah last year July and it was great and you know what they were living their best lives but then the divorce happened and then I had to move and I said there is no way I am moving without bringing my plants with me so sure enough I brought them with me and so they've been here with me living their best lives it's been great now I have one plant in particular that is low maintenance and on you know when you buy plants the well I don't know if y'all know this but when you buy plants a lot of them will have some instructions on them that'll be like okay water it like every two days or whatever it needs this amount of sun blah 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 this one said the soil needs to be maintained dry okay So I was like, bet, that means I don't even have to water it that much. Like, this is great. So I have my plant there and I water her like one time when I, like in 2020. And then literally months later, I hadn't watered her again, like in months. Because it's sad to maintain soil as dry. I'm like, what does that mean? That means I'm going to keep it dry. (laughs) 
<laughs> Anyways, I noticed that she was starting to get brown in certain places. Some of her leaves were getting brown and looking like it was dying. And I was like, oh no. So I watered it then. And then I was like, like a couple days later, I noticed that it was green again. And I was like, oh my gosh, like she was looking green. She was looking great. And I was like, wait, so are you telling me that the water did this? Like, wow, I was so impressed. Okay, so then I I told my friend at that time, I was like, girl, okay, what should I do with this plant? Because how often should I water it? Because this is what the thing is telling me. But I didn't water it and then I noticed it was dying. But then I watered it and then it like came back to life. So she was like, okay, you need to water it a little bit more often than every couple months. I said, okay. Anyway, fast forward, you guys to a few weeks later later when I'm talking to my dad and he says something like oh you didn't notice that I cut um cut off the dead ends of your plant like I cut off some of the leaves and I was like wait what <laughs> he said yeah I cut some of the dead leaves off of the plant I said father are you serious you guys here I was, naive, don't know anything about plants. I thought, oh, I just watered it and it just like magically came back to life. False. Okay, what happened is that my father noticed the dead plants, cut it off, he, the dead leaves, he cut them. And like, I thought I was out here taking care of my plants when really my father was taking care of the plants when I was not doing what I should have been doing that is a word you guys I can just end it right there what a word I was in complete shock and he told me that he did it for another plant as well and I don't even know what I thought but I was like wow thank you but it was so amazing because my dad first of all you guys my dad is the best my dad is the actual best and you know when you have something really great sometimes you take it for granted like sometimes you don't really realize what you have but especially with the divorce and just with everything that's going on my dad has surprised me in the greatest way possible he has been such a great like emotional support for me and he has been he's just really surprised me I don't know I, I don't know why like I don't know why I thought he wasn't gonna be there for me but because like he's my dad and he loves me so obviously but he really has just surprised me and is just unconditional love and support for me and just seeing how much he continues to take care of me even in something so small when I don't even know any better or I'm not even noticing or I'm just too sad to realize it's just it melted my heart it really did and I I'm just so grateful um and he has a green thumb so like he he knows what he's doing you know like I don't so I just I just appreciated it this is my father appreciation post daddy for listening we love you we as in me and everybody listening <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I'm so grateful for you. You are father goals. You really are your dad goals. And I'm so, so grateful that I have you as my dad. Anyways, that is my some type of way. It made me feel so great. And I think it's perfect, a perfect segue into talking about just 
this year and, you know, looking back at all the things that have happened in my life and in this year and all the people that have really made me and influenced me in good and bad ways. Um, So let's just dive right in, guys. So thinking about what I wanted to do for this episode, I was thinking, okay, where where are we going to go with this? You know, and I figured, why don't I just spend time being grateful and expressing my gratitude and, and really just focusing on the positives because especially with this year, it's just been so much negative and I've been down a lot and it's just been really hard. A lot of things have been very difficult, but as my birthday approaches, as I'm reflecting on life, I really want to spend time reflecting on the good things that have happened and that's going to start with the people in my life. As I mentioned, you know, my dad is one of those people that Obviously, he's been there for me more than just this past year, but he's really shown me so much this year about what unconditional love means. And, you know, truthfully, I don't feel like I have experienced unconditional love in other parts of my life, um, and especially in this marriage, if I'm being honest. And so, that can really do something to you because what what it does is it makes you feel like you're not enough you feel like you your value is lessened because this person doesn't love you unconditionally and it just makes you doubt yourself and your self-worth that's what it did for me and you know it's been so difficult to even like I was telling my friend even just hearing good things about me I think I've said this too before in other episodes it's like when anyone compliments me or says something nice about me it's so hard to accept because of that lack of unconditional love in a very important place where it should have been but then I realize I have had unconditional love in my life still. You know, I didn't have it from one person who granted was one person who should have been doing that, but I've had it from other people, my parents, my friends, my extended family. And that is not something that I want to take for granted ever. And, you know, I was watching The Bachelor, of course, and there was um, like in typical Bachelor fashion, you know, every episode, the main the main person, the Bachelor, Bachelorette, they have to send somebody home. And so there was this one episode where someone got sent home and, you know, she's she's in the limo driving away. And after she got eliminated and she's saying something like, I, I just feel like I'm not enough, you know, and it just got me thinking like, listen, just because one person doesn't love you unconditionally, just because one person doesn't choose you to be their person forever, doesn't mean that your value has decreased or that you're not enough or that you are somehow less than. No, that just means that person didn't love you. 
And it doesn't mean that you're not capable of being loved by somebody else. And that's something that I had to learn the hard way. You know, it's something that I, I mean, I still, I feel like struggle with the idea of even being enough and, and my value because I, I, it's like I attach so much of my value to this person, but in reality, no, I am special. I am loved. I am worthy. I am enough. I've always been enough. And that will never decrease because someone doesn't realize those things. You know, it's not a reflection of me. It's really a, fl- a reflection on them. Or it's, you know, maybe it's just the way that life is. Like you're not meant to be with every single person. You know, you're not meant to have a relationship with everyone. Some things just don't work out and that's okay. But I think one thing that I have learned a lot in this past year especially is to know my value and to hold my value not and to not hold my value in another person. Ultimately, what I've learned especially is I need to hold my value in God and who I am as his child. And honestly, when I think about myself with through that lens, I'm like, wow, like I feel very special and I feel grateful even, you know, that God has loved me unconditionally and he's given to me so many great things because of that love and one of those things is my character and that's not something that any one person can take away from me you know I think I remember there was in one of my first therapy sessions you know when I was talking about just like what this divorce has done to me and even like being open with other people about it and just like letting people know like yeah this is what it is you know there there was a big um element of worry on what other people are going to say and how how what what do I look like now you know am I this failure I was feeling like a failure because my marriage failed and um feeling down on myself feeling like I was a problem, you know, all of those like negative things. And my therapist said to me, the people who knew you before you got married and before you got into this relationship, how do you think they would have described you back then? You know, and I told her all of these different words, these different descriptions, adjectives. And she said, okay, and so how would that change now? Like, what would you say they think about you now? And I said, I think the same thing. Like, I think I would, they would still describe me with positive attributes. And she was like, so what does that mean? And I said, I guess that means that I'm still the same person to them. You know, they view me as me. They love me for me. They don't, they they didn't love me because I was in this relationship and their view of me didn't change because of this relationship. And the fact that this relationship has not ended, it doesn't change 
the person that they view me as. Like the character that I have in their eyes is still that same person. I'm still that same person. And so she said, so why is it that you feel who you are is so connected to this relationship? Why do you do that? Because obviously people love you and it really doesn't matter if you're in a relationship or not. Like their love and care for you still exists. It's still there and it has nothing to do with this person. And I was like, hmm, you're absolutely right. It doesn't. It has everything to do with me. And, you know, Demi Lovato, I love her so much. She's one of these people who I really, um, I really relate to, actually, in a lot of ways. But Demi, she has a song she came out with that became my anthem. That it was, uh, it still have me. Um, and she came out with it too when she just ended her engagement last year. But it was like, I don't have much, but at least I still have me, you know? And it's this idea of like, yes, like I don't have a marriage anymore, but I still have me. And that's great. Like who I am is still a great, I I still have great characteristics and that should be celebrated. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, like saying at least I still have me even so like it sounds like uh like this is the the second the second place prize but no no and you know I'm trying to really just learn to love myself as I am and I mean I know I keep referring to all these people but like these all these people too have played a big part in my life Mrs. Kev on stage, Melissa Fredericks, she was talking to on the Love Hour. Um, she created this whole motto that is my life motto too, which says, I'm worth it as is, without change, without exception. And I'm really just trying to embody that. And I think that's what I want to do for my 29th year of life. I want to embody I am worth it and carry myself in every aspect of life, professionally and personally, with that in mind. Like, I am worth it. And I am not a product of my experiences. Like, yes, my experiences do impact me. And they do, um, they do have, they do influence me in certain ways. But it, it doesn't have to change my view on everything. Like, just because I had a failed marriage, you know what? I don't even want to say failed marriage. No. Just because my marriage ended in divorce doesn't mean that I can't get married again or that I'm not going to find another person or that if I want to be single for the rest of my life, then I won't be happy doing that. And I just want to encourage anyone who may feel like you know, a lot of bad things have probably happened to you. And maybe you feel like, what is the point? What, you know, maybe you feel lost. Maybe you feel like you don't even know who you are anymore. I know that that's definitely something that I've felt and that I'm still actively trying to work on. But you still have you and who you are is amazing, is someone who God created to do amazing things to fulfill whatever purpose he has in in store for you. And that's awesome. And that's something to be celebrated every day. 
you know, obviously I'm doing this because it's my birthday week and everything like that. But it's also I want to celebrate myself daily and I want to make sure that I'm exuding self-love, especially because it's something I've kind of lost, you know. And I mean, I'm saying all this now, guys, like I'm definitely not fully there yet, but I'm really trying. I'm really trying to make that change and I just want to encourage you guys if you're feeling the same way to do the same so (laughs) I kind of was all over the place I guess but started talking about the people and then into myself but yes going back to the people you know I've just become so aware I guess I mean I've always been someone who has always appreciated the people in my life I think but especially when I'm go- I've just been going through the hardest of times being able to look at the people that do love me unconditionally and that are there for me and have been there for me because it's not like oh like they weren't there and then suddenly they're coming out of the woodworks like no they've been there the whole time it really just makes me feels so special and it reminds me that God has always taken care of me because he's given me these people from way back when you know and honestly I it's just another I think reflection of how much God knows what is best for you because he knew that I would need these specific people in my life for this specific moment And I'm just so grateful for that. So that's one thing. I'm also very grateful, again, yes, for myself, for me, for who I am. And, you know, I'm trying to remind myself, too, that that person is not lost. She's still here, you know. And for as long as I decide, she will continue to be here. Meaning that as long as I decide to continue to be this person that I am and that I want to be and work on myself and work on healing, then I will be that person. And of course, as long as God allows me to live on this earth, you know, I can still fulfill his purpose for my life. And that's something that is an honor, truly. Another thing that I want to express gratitude for is is therapy because, I mean, I've mentioned it already many times, but therapy has really, really helped me learn so much about myself and heal and the opportunity to be able to see a therapist and to be able to address all these things. I mean, truthfully, therapy is very difficult. And anyone who is in therapy or who has been in therapy before, you all know that. Being, Being forced to confront the greatest challenges that you have in your life is hard. And it has definitely broken me down a couple times. I mean, even just last week, my therapist was saying, asking me, how do I feel after I do my our sessions? And I told her, honestly, sometimes I feel worse. Sometimes I feel better. And of course, that's normal. But, you know, it has been the most life-changing thing I have ever done. And, you know, I started therapy, I I don't know if I mentioned this before, 
I had done therapy before, like in 2019, I think, is when I first had, that's when I did therapy for the very first time in my entire life. And it was great, but my therapist at that time, she ended up leaving, like, um, abruptly. It wasn't a planned leaving. And so, you know, I ended up just like stopping at that point. And it wasn't until another year that I decided to get back into it. And, you know, it's crazy because when I think back even at my readiness and where I was at in my life, I just don't think that if I had continued in 2019 that I would have gotten, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know, it's, it's kind of hard to say. But I, I, the point is, I feel like I feel like I needed I, I'm I've in a mental place to address all the things in therapy. I think that I'm in a place of readiness. I'm in a place of just maturity. I think I've matured a lot just in this past year. I've learned a lot and grown and I'm in a place of like okay not only are we talking about this but like I'm I'm ready to do the work you know because the thing about therapy is you have to do the work you can talk in therapy for hours and hours and hours but if you don't do whatever you say you're going to do when you get out of there it's going to be useless and that's hard and I understand that it's very very hard on both ends you know I worked as a therapist so I understand what it's like on that end and I understand what it's like on the other end when you have to do all the stuff you know it's a challenge especially when you know a big part of the things that are pushing you to do what is good for you are the things that has you in therapy like depression or anxiety you know or whatever it is like I understand it's hard but I also feel like I needed to be in this place to be able to deal with everything and not that I'm perfect or that I've dealt with all the things like no I'm still in therapy and I will continue to be in therapy for the foreseeable future like at this point I don't know when I'm going to be out of therapy but I think that I'm in a place where I can actively work on the things that I'm learning whereas I don't feel like I could have done that a year before you know and and of course I mean (laughs) what better time to be in therapy than when you're going through divorce like when you're in the heart of the big problem you know I remember actually that when I was working as a therapist I had a client who had just had a huge traumatic experience and she's she went into therapy like immediately and you know something I was always encouraging her of and always letting her know is that like you did the hardest thing that a lot of people can't do like you realize that this is a huge issue that you can't deal with on your own and you went and you got the help right away and you continue to like confront this on a weekly basis and that is really really hard for you but you continue to do that and like Don't take that for granted because that's huge. Be proud of the fact that you did that. And just because you feel like in your head you have not accomplished what you want to accomplish or you're not healed as fast as you want to, it doesn't mean that you're not healing, you know? And I find myself reflecting on me telling my my client that and thinking about that too for myself. Like, listen, you have gone through a lot of trauma let's just be real here before this and now this 
this is hard and you are putting in the work you're seeing your therapist weekly my therapist also is so great at reminding me to because you know it is hard for me to hear sometimes and to even believe that like yeah I actually this is good like I'm actually doing a good thing you know because of course like I'm in my head a lot I'm feeling bad a lot I'm just I'm in the that down a lot of the time so it's just really hard to see the positive but she does remind me Dana you are doing the work you've not missed a session ever you're actively changing working on doing what you need to do and like it is working for you you're not moving at this unrealistic pace that you've set up for yourself because it's not realistic but it's working you're doing you are healing and you know that's something that i i i really want to recognize for myself and I'm very just grateful for that opportunity and I want to encourage you guys you know if you're thinking about getting into therapy but you're thinking about all the potential barriers like money or time or whatever just do it at some point in life you have to prioritize yourself and it's better if you do that sooner or later you know and it's worth it and you know honestly for me especially with my financial situation there have definitely been times and I'm like uh like can I even afford to do this like I don't know but honestly <laughs> the way that I feel I told myself listen until you have zero dollars in that bank account you're gonna see your therapist like you're gonna do whatever it takes until you have no money left and you know what the lord has provided the lord has provided and i have been able to see my therapist weekly and i haven't many i haven't missed and somehow the money comes up for it you know and i'm not like rich like you guys we're still out here struggling like we don't have a legit job yet you know we're still out here struggling but i realize that i need this for me i need this and once I made that decision, like it was a no brainer, you know, and honestly, there was this one time <laughs> I have my friend had to be like, Dania, remember what you said? Remember what you said? Because I was like, girl, I might have to cancel therapy for like this week or something. She was like, Dania, no. Do you remember that you said that you were going to do this no matter what? Like you need don't do this. Like you need this. Don't cancel. And you know what? Sure enough on that week, God provided and I didn't cancel and he made it work. And so if you're contemplating doing therapy, don't just do it. Just do it because it, it's not going to be, it, it's going to work. Well, let me not say that's going to work. You're not going to regret it. Like, I can't say that there's ever been a moment when I have my therapy session and I feel like, man, I wish I didn't do that. No, I am always learning. Um, You know, it is definitely a testament to how awesome my therapist is. She is so good at what she does. And so I do leave every session learning something new, coming to some new realization. And, you know, it, it, it changes me and it has, it, it has changed me and it continues to change me. And it's just so, so helpful. And I will always sing praises of therapy. And it's one of the main reasons why I want to continue working as a therapist too, because I want to be able to have this impact on other people. 
So that's one thing that I'm immensely grateful for. And you know what? Even though I'm a strong believer that everything has to happen for everything happens for a reason, you know, and I do. I mean, there's a I don't understand it fully yet, but I do believe strongly that what is happening to me at this moment is exactly what needed to happen for me in order for me to be in this place that I'm in mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And ultimately, like I am truly grateful for it, you know? And last but certainly not least, the thing that I am, I would say most grateful for is God and his mercy, his grace, his love for me, his companionship, his support, just his presence. You know, this tends to happen when you go through just a really, really difficult situation. A lot of times it's something that brings you closer to God and it has definitely done that for me where I have never had such a close, intimate relationship with God as I have in these past few months. And he has shown me just so many things. I've learned so many things from him. And I do feel like I am a better person because of my relationship with God. And you know what I love the most is that I'm not like a perfect, I'm not a perfect person and I'm not like the most like knowledgeable person when it comes to all the things in the Bible and you know like I'm not some Bible scholar, I'm not a theologian, no and you know in a lot of ways even just the idea of studying the Bible to me was very intimidating and I would feel like I didn't even know what I'm doing, like what what do I do? But one thing that I have learned, first of all, just do it. Okay, just do it. Um, Because just like, I think that I was so intimidated that I just like never did it. And then, you know, here we were, here we are. Here we were, here we were. I never did it because I was so intimidated. But once I started opening God's word, I started reading the Bible. I have learned how relevant the Bible is, you guys. I know a lot of people think that the Bible is just like this book of old stories that is very irrelevant and has nothing to do with anything. But that's not the case. And every single time I pick up the Bible and I read it and I study it, I learn something new, first of all. But I also see, like, I can always pick up a parallel in my life. You know, I've been doing my woman's study. I'm still, I've dedicated so far, my my plan is I'm going to spend my time as much as I possibly can studying the woman in the Bible. Every woman, not just the popular ones. And so, I've pretty much been doing that for the past couple of months. And honestly, there are so many things that I have learned that I'd be like, wow, same. I'm looking at from from characters like Leah to Sarah to Naomi to Ruth to Eve. I'd be looking at those women. And as I read and I study, I'm like, wow girl same me too I feel you I know what that's like and then God has a way of just like giving me the the messages and the encouragement and 
that I need in those moments. It's actually crazy because even the other day I was talking to my friend about it. Me and Lisa, I think we mentioned this in our last episode, that we we do our devotions together. We share what we learn in our studies together every morning. And I sent her um, a message the other day and I was telling her, it's really funny because as I've been doing my women's study, the theme that comes up, I see it in every single story thus far is trust and faith in God. And it's exactly what I need. You know, as I'm going through a time of just like complete uncertainty, I need to trust in God. I need to have that faith. And I see how some women didn't have the faith and some women did and how that played out for them. And you know what? God is so good that even in the women who were lacking in faith sometimes, his purpose for them was still fulfilled. He still answered their prayers. He still still had mercy and love and grace for them. And, you know, it's just I learned just so much how relevant God's word is and how helpful it is to feel like, okay, like you know what I'm talking about. You know my struggle and you've provided for me this book with things that are going to help me in my struggles, you know? Um, It's been amazing. And, you know, I know that, I mean, obviously this is a mental health and faith-based podcast. So obviously I'm talking about it with my, you know, with the perspective of my faith, but I do know that people are listening who don't necessarily believe in God. And this is definitely not like, I'm not trying to uh, stifle anything down your throat. No, but also for me, the Bible, God, my relationship with him, it has been something that has transformed my life in ways that are inexplicable, like in ways that nothing else could have. And, you know, if the if if it's just that one thing, like if this divorce had to happen for me to be in this place spiritually, then good then I'm glad it did because I am in a much better place. Like I am not that same person. And I think I'm becoming more each day the woman that God wants me to be. And isn't that the whole point? You know, like that's that's all I want to be. That's all I want for myself. Like I want to be an example of Christ. I want to be the woman he wants me to be. And I want to be able to fulfill his purpose in my life. And I am just so grateful that, you know, he's been able to show me all of these things during these times. And I've been able to, and then I've let him. And, you know, even days, like honestly, last week was a really hard week for me emotionally and I was telling my friend too what happens for me a lot of times is that when I'm down the first thing to go is my devotional life it is like I don't pray as much and I don't go to God as much and it's kind of crazy because going to him is like the number one thing that's probably going to help you feel better you know what I mean like why would I not go to the person who really can heal me and can comfort me you know and I mean of course I I do think it's the work of the devil because he doesn't I think that he does realize how close I'm getting to God and he doesn't want that and so of course he's gonna try to get in the way of that but just even going through that experience and having my friend be like that reminder like hey remember that 
this is the time to go to God and God is there. And like he, he's not afraid. He's not intimidated by you feeling depressed or by you feeling down. And there is nothing that he can't handle. So go to him, you know, and it's something I remind myself of. I'm trying to remind myself of because, yeah, like what I am a lot closer to God and doesn't mean that my relationship is perfect either. Like I still have days where I'm just like questioning a lot of things, too. But overall, though, I'm just very grateful for God working in me, God revealing himself to me and changing me and healing me because I really do believe that he is. So I'm so, so grateful for that. And this leads me into what God has taught me, which I think this whole episode is kind of what God has taught me, in all honesty, because there's just so much. But specifically for this episode, I would say, and just thinking about my birthday and all that that means, I think that one thing that I'm realizing is that God has a purpose for my life, no matter what has happened. Like, that's another thing I've been studying lately. So I've been looking at um, Jacob and Esau, and I've been studying, you know, uh, Rachel and Leah and Rebecca and all of those women in Jacob's life. And just a major theme that's been happening with Jacob and with Leah um, and a lot of the women is that um, and just this morning even I read on Tamar in the Bible. One thing that I've realized is listen these characters these people they were not perfect. They made mistakes. They were some of them were deceitful. They outwardly did wrong things um, but that did not change God's purpose for their lives. God ultimately had a great purpose for all of them still, and it was fulfilled. And, you know, it's not to say that, like, let's just go and just be the worst kind of people and not and just be out here doing the wrong thing. No, but it kind of encourages me that I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to, like, know all the things. I just have to be myself. And that's enough because God has a plan for me, you know, and if I let him, if I obey, if I follow what he wants me to do, that will be fulfilled. And, you know, I want to encourage you all too that God has a purpose for your life. Okay. You don't have to be uh, Oprah Winfrey for God to use you. Sorry, for God to use you. You don't have to, you know, so I guess like some people, and even me, sometimes we feel like, uh, we're, you know, we're not that special. Like, well, what, what do we have? You know, what, what is even our purpose? I know that some people don't know what their purpose in life is and what God wants them to do. Um, but like these are things to bring to Him, you know, and, he will show you. I, I I really do believe that God will let you know what your, his purpose is for you, what your purpose is on this earth, and that everyone in this earth has a purpose. I really do believe that. So, you know, if you're feeling lost in life, if you're feeling discouraged, 
just remember that God has a purpose for you. And, you know, work on trying to figure out what that is. So there you have it, you guys. I've been kind of all over the place, I think. (laughs) I don't know. I hope you guys were able to follow. But um, this has just been me talking through some things that I'm honestly just grateful for, things that I've learned over the past year. And I really hope it's something that you guys can resonate with something that I said, that it will be helpful for someone. And that, you know, have grace on yourself if you're really struggling like I am. Um, But I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope that you will stick it out, continue to stick it out. Thank you so much for all the words of encouragement. Also, thank you to you guys, all of you who listen. I am grateful for you because honestly, I did this with very, very low expectations and you have already exceeded it and not to the point where I have like thousands upon thousands of listeners or anything like that but just the quality of responses that I've received and just knowing that something I said has helped someone more than just one person it just it makes me feel so 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 good so thank you so much for all of your words of encouragement all of your words i am so grateful for that and i will continue to do this podcast and hopefully continue to share in my journey and hopefully continue to help you guys out so thank you so much stay tuned for next week for another episode I will talk to you all then. Bye.